Top Shelf Fantasy. All right, peeps and family and friends, we got podcast number 284 today, January 31st. Can't believe January's done. I say it every year. Liquor store is going to be thriving tomorrow. Dry January is over. Let's get those sales back up, baby. I doubt people that actually did the whole thing. If they did, good for you. Um, I think it did like six days, seven days. I Wait. was in Aruba like nearly immediately, so I didn't do anything. <laughs> like four <laughs> days and then 12 yeah. days of binge drinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, follow us on topshelffantasy.com. Not much there right now, but with the offseason coming soon, we'll get a lot of rookie stuff out there and combine stuff. The fun stuff for your Dynasty Leagues. Twitter, slash X, Instagram, Facebook, at topshelffntsy. Dows, how are we doing? Pretty good. Um, I know you mentioned the website, so I did start a very, very early mock draft. Uh, already in the works. So pretty much as soon as we have the finalized order after the Super Bowl, I'll be able to kick that right out. Um, I have like probably 15 picks or so done. I'll rock rock through the rest of it, um, you know, over the next few, well, over the next week and a half or so. And then we'll be able to pump that out as soon as we have finalized results. Uh, Beyond that, I mean, just been enjoying the the fantasy stress-free football uh, you know, in the playoffs, you know, a little bit less on the line as far as fantasy football is concerned and your friend shit talking you a little more on the line bet wise. If you're into that kind of thing, I know if you're following the book burners, you probably made a pretty penny this year. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you, if you track your stats too closely, Scotty, but I don't know how you did plus minus or even, um, but I think following the book burners, they ended up plus on the season. Yeah. I got, I got checked the final stats, but it's, it's definitely a plus. I know that. Um, not sure how much, but this year, I, I mean, I was up. I was up a lot towards like the middle of December. And then, you know, you you're up a lot. You get like the the two dollar parlays. You toss a ten. You toss a twelve bucks. You're like, what are yeah. I doing? Yeah, I'm playing with but, house um, money. House money, which is like it's like, still money. It, it turns it, out it was yeah. my money. I earned it. Well, <laughs> money I should have cashed out and you know fed my kids, but yeah, um, they didn't know it was in there. Um, no, so I think I was plus, and I mean. Just like our buddy Jeff says, like you can be plus ten thousand, you can be plus a hundred, plus is plus. Like you, exactly. It, it, it's huge. Negative is where it's bad, but if you're negative a <laughs> hundred on the year, like all right, that's that's not terrible. Yeah, it's like ten per, bucks a week. Like all yeah, right. you weigh out like how much fun you had, and if you're mm-hmm. only minus hundred, like I'll pay hundred bucks that fun. Yeah, but I do love the playoffs too because like what you said, it's like fantasy's done, so you're actually watching the whole game, not saying I want my guy to do good. Like you're watching the defensive play. You want. You're watching like how good you know Penny Sewell is blocking for Detroit. You're not doing that during the actual season because you don't care, right? You just sit there and go gives, 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 gives. And who's blocking for him? Like, right, you get the <laughs> whole, it? you get the whole. NFL Where are these coming from? <laughs> totally, yeah, a hundred percent agree. It's like, like this weekend, this past weekend for the um, AFC and NFC Championship games, <laughs> I sat there and I had no bets out. Uh, you know, until halftime, obviously, I got to get involved. You guys oh, yeah. are talking in the group chat. 30% like, nope. profit boost. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there and I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I'm just enjoying the game. But, like, the result doesn't really matter. And, like, quite honestly, you've got two really, really good games um, from a neutral fan perspective, right? Obviously, if you're a fan of one of the teams versus the other, you might have had a better or worse day. But if you 
you're just straight up wanting to watch good football, you got it. I mean, in spades this weekend. I know a lot of people complained about the KC and Baltimore game being a little low scoring, but that's defensive football. And that's like two really good offenses. I mean, sure, Baltimore didn't really lean on the run like we expected them to. And Casey didn't really get it going as much as we thought, minus a few big plays. But, like, it was awesome to watch. Baltimore's defense had, like, I don't even know the number. It must have been 16, 17, 18 stops in a row where yeah. they didn't allow a point to KC. I mean, that's like, probably unprecedented. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, we can go right into our first segment, which is going to be the conference ch- ch- uh, championship results. So, KC at Baltimore. Um, yes, yeah, 17-10 to 10 was the final score. I think it was 17 to seven when I went to basketball and I said, yeah, sucks guys. Like two touchdowns in the first three drives. Like, all right, there goes the under, which is, you know, cool. Like Mahomes, Jackson, like high powered offenses. Yeah. <laughs> Drive to Nashville in a, sno- a snowstorm. So, you know, <laughs> it's slow. I'm late. Get on bass. I'm like, wait, did, did the game even start again? It was the fourth quarter. It was the same score. <laughs> and I get like flooded with like, of course, the book burning chat, like 50, eight plus text and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, we can get in, into the game again. It, it was a big start. Um, I think we scored the first touchdown. Was it Kelsey and then Zay Flowers after that? Yeah, Kelsey Kelsey on that real nice uh, ball by Mahomes, almost to like the, the sideline of the end zone right near yep. the pylon, the turnaround. I mean, good coverage by Kyle Hamilton for Baltimore, like blanketed him the whole way. And Kelsey yeah, just makes do much a Kelsey Mahomes type adjustment that we've grown so accustomed to. And then, uh, next drive. So it was Baltimore at the first position, right? Go three and out. We're like, oh shit. Casey touchdown. Baltimore gets the ball back, drives right down the field. Big touchdown to uh, to to Zay Flowers on that catch. And previous to that, you had the uh, the third down or maybe maybe might have even been fourth down conversion where Lamar took that uh, run right up the middle mm-hmm. on a design quarterback run. Um, and I really thought he could have housed it, but he obviously was getting a professional NFL defender bearing down on him. So he's thinking about a stiff arm instead of just running straight, which is. You know, you can understand that. But, I mean, great, great game. Um, you know, we saw it go back and forth. Every single defensive possession seemed like it was all important. Uh, Mahomes and Kelsey, just like I said before, like you've grown accustomed to seeing make those circus-type plays, and they just make them so often that they're back-breaking to a team. You know, Kelsey has two jumping, diving catches for first-down conversions where the Ravens otherwise would have been getting off the field. And, you know, one of them leads to a touchdown. Um, the other one uh, led to a field goal. So it's like they're scoring points on the back of long extended drives. I think at one point they said uh, the, the the Chiefs had a nine plus minute drive, which ended in points, which is very, very uncommon to see. So that was the Pacheco uh, touchdown, right? Yeah. Which yep. is the <laughs> last touchdown of the game in the second quarter. Right. Which is nuts. Yeah. And And again, Baltimore shot themselves in the leg far too often to win a championship game against anybody, but especially against a team like the chiefs and uh, Mahomes who just avoid making those backbreaking errors. You know, that's why we see them continue that level of success. It was the same way when the Patriots had their dynasty. It was the same way with all these consistently well-performing teams is they don't make those errors. You know, you see Lamar Jackson has the strip sack where, you know, the clock doesn't go off in his head. He needs to get rid of the ball. He's holding it a little bit too long. Lamar, I hate to dog him, but had that horrible interception when they were driving down towards the end of the Triple game. Triple coverage. Triple coverage. And then, you know, there were some drops that mixed around that didn't help. There were maybe some bad throws. Maybe a, a couple uh, arguments could be made about and the Zay the, Flowers fumble. Oh, <laughs> yep. the, oh yeah, the Zay right Flowers there. fumble. That's, yep, exactly. And even the Zay Flowers taunt. It's like you're a rookie in the NFL. 
you are in a huge position, you make a great play, and then you bring it 15 yards back when your team is not clicking on offense. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, the guy, eh, again, I don't like it. he's there first time ever with KC. Yep. It's like just Rice there. And, you know, Rice didn't have a great game, and maybe that was a good thing. Like, he was just, you know, 10 yards here and there a few times, and that's it. Like, yeah. Rice was um, getting blown up on uh, on offense. Like when he was trying to block, I know I, I remember specifically oh Pat Queen went through him, <laughs> yeah. and then a couple plays later, Roquan Smith goes through him. That was the should, uh, yeah. That Rice was threw the, a good block, but I'm, after that, but I mean, dude, you're getting punished, and you're not. Yeah, getting I think the it ball. was like either Pacheco or Kelsey, and like you see, like right behind him, Rice just. I'm like, he might be out of the game. It was yep. massive hit, but he got back up. Good for him. Well, but he got be- he got a. Uh, he got one good one, like a, a revenge crackback block almost when uh, Pacheco took a run up the middle. He was outside, not even near the play, and he fucking smoked uh, Mollet. Yeah. And then Mollet was out of the game for a little bit. I'm like, all right, well, there you go. That's the kind of football that you like to see. You know, hard nose. I'd say right on the edge of clean, dirty, whatever. It's 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 a championship game. Like, you're not going to worry about that. Um, you had the gamesmanship pregame with the, the Justin Tucker and Mahomes slash Kelsey feud. Um Tucker gave a weird interview about that post game. I yeah, couldn't tell I, if he was like serious or kidding or yeah, if he was did, in on the joke or if he's actually mad. Yeah. Did Jeff send you that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah something that he's like, I don't know how to take this. I'm like, I think if, if I had to guess, he was like joking, like kind of being like, Oh, I don't know what he did, but and day, like even if he was doing it to be funny, I think, you know, that's fine. And Mahomes and Kelsey took it too serious, but I mean, like yeah, what, what he said, he's like, yeah, they took it too Serious, like oh, the, and I was just kind of joking around. Well, the serious team won. The team that was joking around, making mistakes, lost. So like, yeah. they might have getting that in their head, like we're friends off the field, maybe. But like right now, like I have to beat you, and I'm gonna yeah, do exactly. whatever I can to keep that composure. And I think and that's fine. In that same interview, he was just like, "Hey, we're both professionals trying to get ready for a game." It's like, well, Pat Mahomes is dialed in, throwing passes to his teammates, and you're. You know, yucking it up and putting a kickstand in as well on a one so, yard on the one yard line, like and yeah, and is, I don't know. Even... <laughs> I don't know who whose idea it is to kick from the stripe because I think Craig said it like nobody kicks from there, so it's the warm up, like just warm up from thirty five. Yeah, a guy that can boot seventy yards doesn't have yeah. to actually put it there, like yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, besides all that, great game, fun to watch. Uh, came down kind of to the wire. I know that pick was late, but not was in the end of the game, but it was late. Uh, came down to the MVS thirty yard catch. On third yeah. down that, that that he caught. Great catch. <laughs> I mean, when that ball went up, I was like, no way. And then I see it's MVS, and I'm like, definitely no way. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, if he stayed in stride, he could have scored. But when he stays in stride, it's when he drops it. So he's like, right. fucking take it. Because yeah. I go down, it's game. And, and yeah. he knows his his career and his life in case he ride on him catching on that, that play. That like, yeah. All he's thinking is catch this ball. He doesn't care about running for the touchdown. Doesn't care about anything. He's like, if I drop this, Pat might never throw me another ball, and yeah, I might not be on true. the team next year. I think the most shocking thing was the six total carries from the running backs and the Ravens. You're going against a KC team defense. Their secondary is fantastic. Like you said, they're 28th ranked against the run. Yep. And it's not like they were down by so much that they had to abandon their run. Like, yep. 1710. You you're right there to the entire game. It was 177 for all the entire time. Right. I that right there was just dumb coaching. You can it's, eat KC yeah. on the ground. I think we week before that, um forget who KC played the week before that. Was it Houston? Uh no, that was Baltimore. No, it was um Bills. 
I think Bills yeah, ran Bills. total uh, yeah. over 100 yards. Yeah, they yep, lost, exactly. but like that's that's their weakness. You got to, I mean, the, that's on the head coach, right? Yeah. And it's on the head coach for not adjusting the game plan. It's on the offensive coordinator for installing that game plan. Like I don't know if it was flow of the game or what the argument that Munkin is going to make is, but six carries to your running backs when you're the number one rushing team in the NFL and you have an offensive line that loves to fire off is just a bad game plan. It just doesn't make any sense. So yeah, and like you take Gus Edwards three for twenty, right? That's right. a great he's fucking running rate, like just under on, seven a ball. carry. And I mean, not to mention that when you do that, you have these KC pass rushers that can just pin their ears back. They know they're going for Lamar every time. And they were saying on the broadcast that Spagnola blitzed over 50% of downs. You know, yep. I know it's tough to run against the blitz sometimes, but if you can block them if just you, long enough to get through to the second level, you break you're it, you're golden. Yep. Right. So uh, it's weird to see them not have tried that, especially given the fact that they run read options so well. Like, okay, cool. It's a blitz. Let me get outside. Let me try a couple of different things, a triple option, anything. It, like mm-hmm. these things work when a team is being that aggressive and they just didn't try it, which is mind boggling. Sure is. All right. But so again, that's why KC wins. Yep. Next game. Um, Detroit at San Fran. Uh, San Fran wins 34 to 31. So definitely a h- higher scoring game than the first one. Um, I'll just start saying I didn't think San Fran would win. <laughs> I don't think any of us did. Like, I I put five bucks in the money line when they were down. What was it? Twenty four nothing. Twenty four. Twenty four. Was seven? it seven? Something oh, because like yeah. CMC scored. Yep. Um, I can't put like more than five bucks. I think they're like Larry plus two eighty or something like yep. that. Um, and my God, um, that second half was awesome to watch too, because like. Even you're, you're a Lions or Niners fan, or if you're a mutual guy, like that's what you want. You you don't want to blow up. Be like, oh, this is the NFC title game. Like that, this is the game you want to like a comeback, come down to the wire. I mean, we'll get into the horrific mistakes that Campbell made, as well as Josh Reynolds uh, with his oh, hands. So you can blame Campbell a lot on that, but you got to. I mean, the pass catch just got to catch those balls, which which is pretty much just Josh Reynolds. Yeah, it was it was day. Reynolds Reynolds twice that I can remember on very fourth downs. Very or, what was the fourth balls. down? What was the third and ten? Yep. Catch a ball and then um, yeah, it was just that and then like going for a fourth when you could kick two field goal, well three total in the game. Um, one was the Reynolds drop and one was just pressured a bad throw by Goff, which is like. No one was open. They blitzed him. He couldn't do anything. But like yeah. at that point, it's like I get you. Camel got there doing that, which is great. But again, this is the playoffs. That that this is San Fran. You got to have every point on that board. You can't risk right. It. And, and we say it all the time. Like you hear it on the broadcast. And if it's uh, Collins or if he's talking about next gen stats and analytics, this and analytics that, and they say, okay, if it's the fourth and less than X amount of yards, the book says to go for it. Blah 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 blah. Analytics. It's like at some point you have to have a feel for the game. And at some point, I, like Campbell, okay, we let the first one slide. You even let the second one slide. But you're just like, Third at some point, point you got to realize your team's not pulling it out in clutch situations on fourth down, whether that's how you got there or not. You can't go for it. You got to take the points when you have a shot at them. On top of that, 
analytics are great, but San Fran's defense is unreal. Like we got to factor that in. This isn't the, the analytics are different if it's San Fran versus I don't know who's a bum defense like the Texans yeah, like, this year they're, for most of the season. They're poor. They're poor in secondary, but on like fourth and one, you're not you know taking the deep shot down, right? So right. you're gonna get rushed by you know Chase Young and Bosa and hopefully to get someone open in time, which didn't happen. Like San Fran played all those four, fourth downs perfectly. I think yeah, every I think it really did boil down to coaching. Like that's yeah. the big gap here. I think every time they went for it in fourth down, Chan's like, "All right, I know the play. Like yeah. I know what I'm going to run, and they're going to be pr- pressured, bad throw." Um, yeah, I mean, you you saw Detroit get out to that huge lead early, and they just slowly yeah. chipped away. San Fran didn't lose any believability. They had that, you know, good good halftime adjustments that you see Shanahan make more often than not. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's a hubris thing, if it's something with Detroit where they kind of let their foot off the pedal and uh, just kind of let them crawl back in. And, and they did. I mean, not to mention, this is a huge bump for the Niners heading into a Super Bowl where, I mean, it could go either way. We'll say that first off. But let's say KC gets out to a lead. They go, well, we just did this. And it was pretty significant, you know, uh, a 17-point lead or something like that is no joke in, in uh, one half of football. So In the playoffs. Don't in the playoffs, too, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so I, I really like – I really like San Francisco's mindset heading into this KC game. Um, not that not that KC is any different, really. They have the same amount of belief in themselves. They know they can win. They've been here. They've done that. Um, I think San Fran opened as the favorites, but it's only a couple points, right? Yeah, we'll get there if we if we have time after this coaching um, yeah. segment, we can get there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, once again, Christian McCaffrey, not the best game, four point five yards per carry, but. N- 90 yards, a touchdown, rushing 42 in the air. Yep. It was just spread out. Um, Juwan Jennings had a couple big catches. Um, I was actually thinking to myself during the game, like, would it be feasible to think that he could be like a top wide receiver on a team where he wasn't buried behind Debo and Ayuk and Kittle I mean, and the same thing? It's the same thing with um, Kedrick Bourne years ago. Like, mm. you knew the talent was there. Yep. He goes to the Pats. I mean, went somewhere else, be, be a lot <laughs> better but again like he was a pats number one receiver everyone yep. would say Kendrick Bourne. yeah true uh, yeah definitely something to think about but again Ayuk, debo kittle cmc elijah mitchell scored a touchdown yeah, um, it was good to see i was like damn it like <laughs> I, I was at home to the anytime thing but oh yeah Imagine. they were down so much like he's not gonna touch the ball but i mean right. the game was not over but like i mean i think we, like they're on the one yard line cmc had a big run and got popped Pretty hard, like yeah, land no on his point, head. <laughs> no point to risk that. So 100%. yeah, I need him. Good team score. All right, um, there you have it. So we got KC versus San Fran. If we have time with this podcast, we'll get down to it with the Super Bowl. If not, we have all next week. Get into some news. Um, just a few things. TJ Hawkinson undergoes surgery Monday. Don't know why it took him this long to get surgery. It's always scary because we always said you know he's going to be out to start the season. If he got surgery the day after the game, and that was weeks ago, right? Uh, I'm sure there's some kind of precaution to do it, but I thought he already had it. I didn't know he just did it this week. Yeah, it's weird. Like there, like you said, there has to be some sort of medical reasoning behind it. But like he blew his knee up, like multiple ligaments, like all these all this yeah. damage. So he's just been what, like pretty much like limping oh, gets, around, like yeah. crying every time right. he steps. Cause... Is he just yeah, is, is he in a wheelchair? Is he miserable? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I understand. Sh- I'm shocked it took that long. So. 
Yeah, if he's getting it today, he's definitely out for at least half the season next year. I, I am. I would assume. I'm always curious with guys like that that have the delay. Like, were they running some sort of like steroid type cycle and they had to wait for it to like filter out of their bodies before they could safely have a surgery? <laughs> uh, it, 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 that's what always goes to the front of my mind when I see a delay like that. But I don't know. Hawkinson's not like a ripped dude, but I know a lot of people do steroids for recovery too. But whatever. Yeah. That's pure speculation. I don't want to be the one accusing TJ Hawkinson of doing steroids, especially because he's on a lot of my teams. Uh, next up, Charles Amenahu. We saw him leave during the KC uh, Baltimore game. He did tear his ACL. Um, he seemed pretty mad on the sidelines, so I guess that di- that diagnosis makes sense. Uh, that definitely hurts their pass rush as they head into San Fran. He was a, a pivotal key to what what they do there. He actually had a pretty good season. I think he had like eight sacks or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's a tough loss. Yeah, I mean they sure. they have enough behind them with Carl Loftus and uh, Chris Jones and the rest of them that kind of funnel in and in and out, but. It hurts. I mean, you, they played the game one way the whole season. I'm sure they would have liked the continuity to keep him in there. Yep. Uh, Kadaris Tony. It's been real up for weeks. He says Casey's lying about him being hurt. He also just had a baby. That was his personal designation with the injury report as well. I don't know what to think about this. Like, it could it, you can yeah. put it one way, like, hey, you know, we're kind of saving, like, saving face. We're pretty much benching you and kind of like you know maybe you get a job next year because you're hurt that's why you're not playing um but i mean like, the only I, thing is he cannot hurt them more than michael hartman hurt them two weeks ago so it is weird that uh i don't know be the, like the scratch but he's, he's hurt yeah. them more he's hurt that's, them more overall season like yeah that's god true. what a waste of talent man just yeah Doral green beckham thing like all the talent in the world just the mindset I don't know yeah, where he and, is. And if it's true and Casey's lying, you'll see you know, some sort of investigation that results in they'll be stripped of like a fourth round pick and it won't really matter because who cares? Or they'll go find like $5,000 and some negligible amount. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way we've seen the Patriots have it, the Ravens, the Seahawks, all manipulating the injury report, the Steelers. Like it, 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 every team does it. Sometimes you get popped for it. Sometimes you don't. All high end um, head coaches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I mean, you, if you look that at it from the preserving right the trade value side of it, I guess that does make sense. You don't want a healthy scratchy guy that you're probably going to try to trade. Flip side is if they really want to avoid the injury uh, concern, whatever argument, they have to play him in the Super Bowl. So maybe Tony put him in a spot where he's going to be active in the Super Bowl. That'd be funny. So I doubt yeah. that. But yeah, we'll see. You take the next one. <laughs> I think Andy Reid would outright cut him before he did that. So, yeah. um, oh yeah, and then the Kayshawn Booty saga that's unfolding. Uh, he was arrested last week. Turns out, I mean, long story short, he's betting illegally under a fake name using his mom's bank account or something like that. And then he was betting on himself. All this traces back all the way to college mm-hmm. and maybe even high school, for all we know. But um, traces back years and years. And he was betting on himself for certain, you know, catch markers, yard markers. Wish he hit and, <laughs> and hit him obviously because he's like, hey, uh, you know, I'm quarterback, awesome. I need you to throw me the ball. I need all this yardage. Um, and he was making like dumb money, so like one hundred thirty thousand dollars, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, and. I mean, first of all, where does a kid like this get that money? Probably NIL deals that were being done illegally in the first place. So, right. and you get uh, one good bet. I think his like first bet was like over seventy yards. Yeah, uh, and it was like a, like plus like three hundred. It's like, uh, yeah, I can do it in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Did. So, like, this is gonna be a big one. Um, just weird because like maybe he knew he wasn't, you know, 
destined to be good in the the, the NFL. But in college, he was always a you know probably first round pick. Yeah. Until seen until his last season. I think it's just like you, you want to keep the money coming in. You know, you you get a taste of some of it. Maybe he did have like a little deal going. He's getting some paid something. He's like, well, I can make it into even more and more and more and more. And now you have a huge problem on your hands. You probably never play in the NFL again. Because yeah. first of all, you suck. that he would have. Now you have a anyways, yeah. but like, <laughs> um, even in the other leagues. Yeah. Know, so because you've seen like Jamison William got popped when they uncovered like one bet that he placed under his name legally. Just yeah. he can't. And it was a okay. And it was like something that everyone does, but you did it. Yeah. The, it, it was not his sport. I think it was like in the summer. So it was probably what t- table tennis, something, yeah, or something like that. Something like stupid soccer. Yeah. And um, then, so I think it's bet on himself is a completely different animal. That is, that's like Pete Rose esque shit. Right yeah. There. That being said, I've always said you should be allowed to bet on your own team to win. I mean, that's, it yeah, that's it fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's just going to, you're going to make you put in the right amount of effort, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll get to some head coaches in the NFL. Not going to talk about Gerard Mayo. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. So, um, for Seattle, I think this was t- today, they hired Mike M- McDonald as their head coach. Previously, the Baltimore defensive coordinator who did a fantastic job this season. Um, again, I just wish we had Craig on these podcasts because he could just <laughs> r- rattle off the pros and cons of what he's done and where he's from and what kind of tree he's from. Um, but yeah, I mean, Seattle's... E- Young defense probably needs a guy like that. I don't know if the DC from last year in Seattle is still there or not, but um, uh, I mean, I'm guessing not just because he's coming in, but beyond that, I mean, a 36 year old guy who put together that sort of defensive scheme to stop. Oh, he's actually, he's the youngest coach in the NFL. That's right now. Yeah. And, and I mean, for him to stop the Casey offense as well as he did, I mean, even with how good the Ravens defense mm-hmm. is, I mean, this whole season, I mean, yeah. they, they've embarrassed teams. And they the lost, I mean, they've lost pieces along the way. Like, they lost some of their defensive linemen to start the season. They lost I mean, uh, Marlon been Humphrey out in and out. Like, yep. Yep. So, uh, definitely a good fit, I think. Um, well, I guess we'll see what they can do and uh, go from there. All right. You can take the next one. We'll just alternate, I guess. Yeah. The... Uh, Atlanta Falcons have hired Raheem Morris as their head coach coming over from the Rams with McVay as the defensive coordinator. Uh, probably one of the more interesting hires. I don't want to say it came out of nowhere because we knew that Raheem Morris was interviewing around the NFL, but I think a lot of people had Belichick going here as almost a foregone conclusion. Once those stories started to leak, uh, all that being said, I think it's definitely a good fit. You've seen Raheem Morris in the past with uh, Tampa. I think he was with the Falcons before. Uh, just seems like a good fit. And what he did with the, the Rams defense this year, when the Rams were like, really weren't supposed to even compete this year. Um, you know, they lost Jalen Ramsey. They lost a lot of Bobby Wagner from a couple of years ago. I mean, he's done a lot to, to get they, the most yeah. out of a lot of players. You probably they sold name. last yeah. year. They made, exactly. they're the only team that didn't make any Frazier moves. <laughs> right. Also like, yeah, the fact that they were a team that was probably their mindset was not tank, but you know, we're not going to be in it. And then, you Stafford playing the way he is. You have Morris running that defense without yeah. Ramsey and you know a- any real star players besides I'm trying to think of the top guy is on the team. 
doesn't yeah, matter. Good good luck. I yeah. Mean... <laughs> Let's get some name guys. Nope, they're all gone. Wagner gone. Um Aaron Donald. Oh yeah, he's pretty good. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Um Yeah, I mean any any anyone but Arthur Smith is good. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um but yeah, what you said with like Belichick, you know, he had two interviews there. Like, all right, he's he's locked in. Then Harbaugh had two interviews there. Then Vrabel had two interviews there. Then Morris had two interviews there. If you look look on the interviews that Atlanta had for head coaching, it's like twelve guys. Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, oh, we all thought it was Belichick. It was just that was the first interview of several. Right, right. And I do think Atlanta is a great fit for Raheem Morris. I mean. We, I think if you listen to the podcast, you've heard me say it multiple times at this point, that Atlanta defense was surprisingly good for for what they were. If they continue to build that aspect of it, their offense is not set, but the pieces are there. Like, if yeah, you can they, get a couple they, more, they, maybe, yeah. Yeah, they, good OC. I, I, I didn't know if they hired a guy yet. I'm not sure. Um, I would assume they'll let Raheem Morris have a say in that, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. and a quarterback at the end yep. of the day. So, I mean, again, the weapons in the line, they have a top six line. Uh, as a PFF, so build up the defense. I think they're right there, and it's a division you can not easily win, but it's probably the easiest division in the league to win. Yeah, wide open. I mean, Bucks, uh, Panthers, Saints, Falcons, Saints, very yeah. winnable. Um, and I, you know, they're a team that still I've been saying it for a while. It would not surprise me to see them move up to get the quarterback that they want, whether it's Caleb Williams, Drake May. I don't know who they want there. Wouldn't surprise me to see them try to make a play. Uh, especially if you find out that that Chicago is going to stick with Fields and wants to trade out for that, they have the assets to to make that happen and, or or get Fields. Like yeah, oh yeah, there's so many options there. Yep, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, that's the exact way to put it too, right? If if they find out that Chicago is definitely taking Caleb Williams at one, now Fields has no value. You can trade pick him up for nothing. Trade him a second, even at that point, maybe a two thirds for him. Yeah, because at that point we don't yep. want the guy anymore. It's you know Josh. Rosen effect. Yeah. His, yeah well, you're not going to have a pilot gets there, you know? And you don't want a camp battle between those two because you don't have There's a no camp point. battle with a one exactly. on one. Right. You exactly. don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a mistake. Then again, Eberflus is a fucking idiot. So he could very well do that. Yeah. He, guy guess, gotta. I do think if, if that were the case, I think Caleb Williams would sit out. He wouldn't sign his, uh, his contract until Fields is off the team. Yeah. Like that, that strikes me as a thing that could happen. Who's ever taking Caleb knows he's starting week one. There's yeah. there's no question. Like he's either, he's either starting week one or he ain't playing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, next one. The Panthers hired Dave Canales as the head coach. Previously, the, the Bucks OC, who did a fantastic job with Baker, just you know reviving his career playoff team once again. Um, it's good that he got out of Tampa Bay too. I mean it. it it was fun there, but you know, Mike Evans is up for a contract. Like he could go elsewhere too. Like it's probably the right time to leave there. Um, Carolina is tough because they're the worst team in the league last season. But um, I mean, if he did it with Baker, maybe Bryce young can have an up year. I don't know. I mean, it comes down to if he's good or not. We don't really know yet. He's <laughs> he end of the season. Okay. Um, yep. That's kind of the trick, right? Like Canales did it with Baker, who's an undersized quarterback. So if he can do it with him, logic would dictate that he could do it with Bryce Young, who I think is just as good as Baker. Um, 
Baker but just been maybe, in so many systems too, and he was with yep. McVay for a couple of weeks the previous year. Like he, he's been around. Like yeah, you don't know what he's picked up as just a wily veteran or what was just Canales himself or or what it is exactly. But as far as Carolina as a whole, I don't I don't hate the spot. I mean, they've got decent players at a lot of positions. Um, you know, they obviously need to draft well and imp- continue to improve, and they don't have a lot of those first round picks that they should have due to the Bryce Young acquisition in the first place. But I definitely like a guy like Canales going to a team like that. Um, their defense has been decent. It just hasn't figured it all out and clicked all at the same time. They've dealt with injuries consistently. Oh, I think their the, issues are on the offensive side. They can't score yeah. points. The offense has been so bad. The defense is gassed every single yep. game. So you're going to put up points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, it's one of those things like here, we got this guy one-on-one last year. He sucked. Let's get a guy in that there that could help him. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. But you have to take that gamble. Yeah. And it's the NFL. You just fire him two years, pay him out for the next three, and you're fine. And that's the, that is the problem with Carolina, I think, more than, more than anything, is you have an impatient owner. Like, David Tepper wants to win now so <laughs> badly that yeah. he doesn't give anybody time to develop into a team that can win at all. Last year, he's like, i got to win now. I'm going to get Adam Thielen. Great pick if you were a good team. But right. like... He would be a great wide receiver too. However, he's on a wide receiver one on a bottom barrel offense. Yeah. Uh for yeah, three I mean, for a three year deal, which and they have to be paying head man. coaches like a hundred million dollars per year it's for the next gotta be at least Matt three, Rule is still getting paid. Three in the payroll. At least um, three, right? Yeah. And then um Frank Reich just I mean, and yeah. I don't know who was before him. He definitely could be in the mix there too. Ron Rivera, was he the one that was before that long ago? Yeah, I wonder not know because he he probably had a big contract too. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Right. Uh, All right. Moving on. Yes, the uh, Chargers hired Jim Harbaugh as the head coach of the Chargers, coming over from Michigan. I saw what Michigan offered him allegedly was twelve and a half million a year. Um, so whether he was just kind of escaping college and just potentially escaping some punishment, or if the Chargers beat that, I, I haven't seen the numbers come out a, yet. But was a five for eighty. Oh, was it? I never saw that. That's freaking uh, awesome. He's, he's getting paid 15 a year. Decent. Wait, that math doesn't add up, but 60, 70. No, that doesn't add up, but you know what I mean. That's a lot of money. Uh, five years, $16 million a year. 16 mil. Wow. Yeah, so that's, a, that's 80 mil yep. for five years. Yep. Good for him um, to coach a football team. That's a lot of money. Uh, I do think it's a good fit from what – Harbaugh can do, especially from a defensive side. He's been a defensive-minded coach his whole career. What I'm concerned about is that we have not seen Michigan have an electric offense at any point, and they're a college football team. Like I don't think Harbaugh's ever had a 4,000-yard passer and 40-touchdown scorer. So to see him go to the Chargers with Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler for the time being, it gives me a lot of hesitation to buy into this offense uh, in year one, especially in redraft leagues, but it gives me even more hesitation to buy into it for dynasty leagues. If you're doing a startup, like does Justin Herbert's value get tanked because he's going with Jim Harbaugh? I don't, I don't know that is Keenan yeah. Allen going to be the same Keenan Allen, uh, especially, uh, you know, in the twilight of his career, so to speak at age 31, 32 Eckler, same thing. Like if he stays in, in, in LA, uh, it, it gives me a lot of concern, more concern than most times when we get new head coaches. I think that we always, you know, pump the brakes a little bit, but we have a decent idea of what to expect. These college guys coming into the NFL, 
usually uh, have electric offenses, and that's why they make it to the NFL. This guy's defense first, grind it out, play defense, run the ball. Um, I don't, I just don't, I don't know what to expect. Is he going to change entirely uh, the the successful method that's got him here, or is he going to stay tried and true to defense first? Yeah, I mean, for fantasy, yeah, I agree with you. For NFL, great hire, great hire. This team, <laughs> this team, what's on paper is one of the best in the league. Yep, fucking figure it out. Like right. they can be a playoff team, great. Yeah, fantasy m- m- might dip, but um, yeah, is Herbert going to be that you know, bunch of passing yards, touchdowns, but doesn't win because he just can't win? Yeah, or is he going to be a you know a Kirk Cousins that is which is still fine for fantasy, you know, um, yep. and actually win? Which which, I mean, again, there's too much talent on this team to for them to be that bad. So great hire, I think. And then you, you asked the question how Austin Eckler might even feel about it because he's been begging to get paid for a hundred years. He's done stuff on the field. That's deserving of a payday. Hasn't really still gotten one. And Harbaugh gets poached and they finally opened the purse strings for 16 mil a year for a coach. Yep. It's tough, man. Tough, tough business, I suppose. Yeah. For a guy that won't step on the field and get hurt. Right. He's, I, I can't even get 10, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, all right, the Titans, they hired Brian Callahan as their head coach, previously the Cincinnati Bengals OC, I think for like the last four or five years. I think it's been there forever. Been a little bit, yeah, from what I remember. Um, yeah, they let Vrabel go. I mean, he's done a yeah. fine job with Burrow since he's been in there, so I, I It's just so good. hard to say, right? Like, is it... Brian Callahan, is it his system or is it Joe Jamar Burrow, Chase. Jamar Chase, <laughs> T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, yeah. decent offensive line the last year or two? Yeah. Um, and they likely yeah. won't even have D Hop. I like D Hop could pick out. I'm, I'm just going to go someplace else. And you're relying on Traylon Burks and whatever rookie you draft this year. Yeah. Like, like Derrick Henry, I guess, if he's sticking around. No, he's uh, out of there. You need to, they need to rebuild an O line. Uh, Will Levis looked like he showed showed flashes of greatness, but was never really great. Um, yeah, like you said, Traylon Burks. I mean, maybe you can get him to put the Big Macs down because that guy needs to lose some weight and get into football shape. Dude, what uh, happened? to Chig- Yeah, Chiga I guess is is a decent piece. Like, no, nobody's knocking your socks off really on that team. So yeah, uh, they need to they need to do some do some work to get back to where they were. Uh, firing Vrabel was always a surprise to me. I don't think he deserved to be fired, but if they're going to go more of an offensive direction, like Callahan, I get it. You didn't fire Vrabel and then hire a, def- a defensive right. guy. So and they're, re- that, they're rebuilding too. And they, you know, yeah. I... and they could very well think, Hey, Vrabel's not the guy to develop a young quarterback. And Vrabel could have had a conversation with the owner and go, yeah, you know what? I'm not, yeah. I would rather go somewhere with an established quarterback and bring in an OC and then do it that way. Yeah. Like some people that... just aren't built for every role. Yep. All right. You got the next one and I'll get the last one. Yes, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, who I still want to call the Oakland Raiders all the time, did officially hire Antonio Pierce as their head coach, which they kind of got forced into by Max Crosby saying, if he doesn't uh, take over the head coaching gig, I'm probably out. Uh, yeah, that really th- ends th- that right there. I think it was a few players there, but yeah, I think it was. Like, I think so too. Uh, but yeah, if your best player on the team is saying I'm out, if he's out, <laughs> you go nah, ahead and do go. what you I mean, like. He he did a great job last year taking over. Like we see guys like that, like come in 
do a great job, you know. So you know, fucking Jeff Saturday do it with the Colts yeah, years Steve ago. Steve Wilkes with the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, like not good. Um, so who knows if that carries over? Like, it's probably one of those like you know you fire the head coach, the team rallies up, gets you a few wins, they're pumped because someone took over, and yeah, I mean, again, yeah, I do. I, I, think I do like it's... Antonio Pierce, but I it's, like you said, it's hard to say what yeah. impact he had. Ex player, you know? like good story. Hope he's a good fit. Um, not sure what their plan is really with even quarterback or they <laughs> yeah. got to find someone else too. Like, um, and he's a de- he's a defensive guy too, so he's got to bring in a brand new quarterback. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, not an enviable position to be in. Uh, the Raiders have a lot of stuff they need to work on. Yes, as. At first, their location. You can't have those guys live in fucking Vegas, man. <laughs> yep. We can have a full podcast on that. Um, and the one coaching spot that is still open is the Washington Commanders. Uh, they've interviewed pretty much every guy we've named as a head coach for these new teams. They've interviewed, didn't get them. Uh, the other guys they've interviewed, um, Eric Bieniemy, who's the OC there now. Aaron Glenn, Dan Quinn, Anthony Weaver, they've all interviewed, so I'm wondering if it's one of them. We also don't have Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll, or Bill Belichick on any team yet, so I wonder if they kind of change their tune and bring those guys in. But if I'm Vrabel or Belichick or Carroll, if he's even going to you know leave Seattle for an office, I'm not going to the commanders. I'll fucking take the, the year off. I'll yeah. come back when I'm 74 <laughs> and join a better fit. Like I, I wouldn't go there, and maybe yeah, I think... well, they they know that too. They don't want to hire an old guy. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't bring in fucking Vrabel though. Like he's not old by any means. Like he's like what a head coach age should be when they first start. To be honest, um, but that's changed a lot. Yeah, so... Vrabel would make a lot of sense. I think uh, Bienemy probably makes the most sense, being mm-hmm. that he's already there, um, familiar with the system and whatnot. Dan Quinn, I, I think, is a great one, too. And then you got to think maybe they're waiting to interview guys that are still coaching, like uh, Steve Wilkes off the Niners or uh, even Steve Spaggs off of uh, KC, maybe somebody in that mm-hmm. tier. I don't think Spagnolo wants to be a head coach. Uh, I think he wants to stay with Andy Reid as DC forever, so I don't think he's really a guy that would even take an interview. But I know Steve Wilkes wants to be a head coach, and mm-hmm. he only took the job with the Niners because he was in the – middle of suing the NFL and David Tepper for not hiring, uh, you yep. hiring Frank Reich over him. So, um, could be one of those guys. If they're just, Hey, like we're focused on the NFL season right now, we're still playing. So we're not going to talk about interviews. It could be that, um, flip side. I don't know. I would go be enemy. I want to see be enemy as a head coach. I've, I've been talking about it for five years. I, should, I just want to see. He should have been, been a, I mean, we thought with him going there to be the OC was kind of like, all right, now your next transition is that, Head coach yeah. in a year because we all knew Rivera was getting canned, like, right? Uh, didn't happen, but um, yeah, I mean, they're the last team, so there's really no rush at all. Like, they can even you know go back to the Durham board. Maybe it's variable, maybe it's yeah. Josh, and ironically, Josh the enemy didn't, didn't even <laughs> take interim duties when uh, yeah, which is kind of strange. Rivera and Del Rio got fired, they had somebody else step up and do it, so very weird. Yeah, so yeah, there's n- no rush to them getting anyone in there. Um, and just some side notes, Pittsburgh hires Arthur Smith as the OC. Rest in peace. Oh. Deontay, Pickens, Harris, 
Jalen Warren, um, uptick, Calvin Austin, and Tom <laughs> Robinson, <laughs> the third options on their teams. Uh, and Darnell Washington, the second tight end of the team. <laughs> like, yep, the, huge the, season coming up. I mean, maybe it gets better because he's not the head coach and he's just on that role. I mean, we saw what he did with Derrick Henry, but he and Derrick Henry. Like, he doesn't yeah. have that anywhere else. Like, I don't know. And, you know, I, I'm a big Deontay guy and people are big Pickens guys. And we just kind of wanted to see him bring someone else in than this. And now it's kind of like, at least we can just ignore Pittsburgh. I mean, it could be fine, but like, <laughs> yeah. their ADPs are going to fall. Like, it's crap. just going to be Bengals, Ravens, Browns, and then way, way, way down Steelers. Yep. That sucks. Yep. All that town. And you know, Pickens is going to lose his fucking shit. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see Arthur Smith uh, manage Pickens because he's been outspoken to say the least. So mm-hmm. uh, Arthur Smith, I, I can't really recall him handling a, a problem player like that. So we'll see how it goes. Yep. A uh, few, few other ones. Uh, Detroit keeping Ben Johnson. Uh, he was a huge guy. To, I think he was pretty much a shoe in for the commanders. He's staying as a Detroit OC. And Houston, Bobby Slowick, another huge head coach candidate, staying in Houston as the OC. I like both, both Fantastic. those moves to stay put. And ne- it, it never happens anymore. The, these guys yeah. have great seasons, then they m- move on. I mean, like, like, you know, Brian Callahan's the Tennessee c- coach now, but he was since the OC for five years. Like, that's what you want. Like, you can go to a team and, and you know, you're looked at as a bad coach because the team sucks. Right. Let me build off of Stroud, these young guys. Let me build off of Jared Goff, these young guys, and stay there. Like, you guys were so close this year. Like, you lose one OC on a team, it it can change everything. Yeah, I think they're both very much like unfinished business type of scenarios now. And I really do want to see them continue to grow with the, the guys they have. So, um, so I like this, and yeah. I think it's a better spot than a lot of them would have ended up. I know the uh, Panthers wanted Johnson or Slowick very mm-hmm. badly, uh, to the point that I saw Ben Johnson leaked out. I want 15 million a year. Uh, I'm going to go to Carolina, which is hilarious. Um, uh, you know, best way to make sure you don't get offered that job is to price yourself out of the market, right? So they're like, Yeah, um, sure, like, damn it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, uh, 17 million. <laughs> they read my uh, bluff, <laughs> Fuck, yeah. stuck there now. but no, I like it. So we hopefully that means we see. The Texans get even better next year. Um, hopefully that means we see the Detroit Lions back in the NFC Championship game, hopefully make it Super Bowl. Um, you know, it could be something like that, too. He wants to be the guy who helps bring a Super Bowl to to Detroit, and they're right on the cusp of making it happen. So, um, yeah, and his yeah, contract. I can't hate on either move. Their contracts could have been like, hey, you know, you guys are now top two OCs paid in, in the league. Like, like yeah, I'm, I'm going to take $8 million less. Like, I'm sure it. To, to stay there, it's like, hey, I can get 15 mil yeah, right. anywhere else. Like, all right, here's here's 12 with, like, incentives. Like, oh, yeah. If you make 100%. this, if you make the playoffs plus a million, if you make the Super Bowl, you know. Yeah, offense three. is top yeah. 10 ranked. You get exactly. something. Blah, you, get some, blah, blah. you get some pro bowls in there, all pros. Yep. Yeah, so I think that's a great fit. Um, I think we have time because we can start this till a little later. Um, do you want to go over the Super Bowl? For a bit, I know we can talk Heck a lot yeah. more next week when it gets closer on Radio Row. But right now, we're two weeks away from it. Well, less than two weeks away. Um, KC versus San Fran. San Fran's wearing white. KC is wearing red. Oh, God. I love the Taylor KC Swift 
wrote the red album. That means that Casey's going to win. Yep. And we'll get to Swift. Um, San Fran, as of right now, is favored by two. It's been, I think it started at two and a half. Like the second the game ended last Sunday. Uh, me and Jeff took some bets when they were uh, for KC to win when it was two and a half. So those odds were nice then. They're not as good now. Uh, the over-under is 47, which is decent yeah. for a Super Bowl game. Yeah. I mean, We've we saw a lot of those, we those saw like last year. With, I mean, lo- last year it was insane. So, I mean, we could see the yeah. same thing with the KC San Fran. Again, like you said, like, Aces up even two touchdowns. Like San Fran, we saw is not afraid to catch up, and KC yeah. might know that too and put up points. I mean, as a fan, you want to see points too. So, I I think that's a fair over under. I don't know. It's one of those. I probably won't bet the over under because I I just don't know. No, yeah, I, I don't really want to touch go that. You don't know way. how it's going to go. Um, you know, Shanahan maybe doesn't want to play with a lead after the 28-3 debacle, so he likes playing from behind. Maybe that's an approach he's taking. Yeah, um, let's, go, let's get down 28 <laughs> against Pat, Pat Mahomes, sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I I don't know. It's tough. I want to see if the line moves at all. I don't think it's going to. It seems like it's kind of steady at two. Yeah, um, it, might, it might go to one. Yeah, um, unless some sort of big news, a, a big player is out or something like that. Yeah. I mean, um, Joe Tooney's still probably out, right? Yeah, Joe Tooney. I think Willie Gay is still dealing with the neck injury, which is big. Uh, you know, they managed to. He played last week. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's stiffed up, stiffed up again. No, so that was two weeks ago. Um, he did. Oh, he was he out for the whole game. Uh, yeah, oh, against shit. Lamar. That's why you saw more Drew Tranquil, who yeah. actually had a good game. I was talking with uh, with Derek, who's a guest of the pod right? quite a bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Drew Tranquil has the wheels to run with Lamar. The mm-hmm. problem is he's a liability in a lot of the other aspects of football. Mm-hmm. And we were both talking, and he was like, yeah, I mean, in the run game, he's really struggled. And I was like, yeah, he has. And then he actually made a lot of good tackles um, all game. So if if Drew Tranquil can do that, I mean, Purdy isn't Lamar, but you saw Purdy put the wheels on a few times uh, against Detroit. So he's no slouch, you know, and if he sees the space, he'll take it. And that's I think that's really what you're seeing in the NFL now is, you don't have a ton of the Tom Brady's that like can't even move out there that are so slow that it's like laughable to watch them run, even yeah. though Brady, you know, did Drew Brown or lacquer out of his shoes. But um, you see these guys that are just athletic enough that they can hurt you when the space is there. And um, it'll be interesting to see how Casey handles probably, I don't want to say a better passer than Lamar. Cause I think Lamar is like an underrated thrower of the ball, but I think Purdy, with the weapons he has, is going to appear to be a much better thrower yeah. of the football. And they get to lean on CMC out of the backfield. So it'll be interesting to see that. You won't see, which I can probably uh, give you the George Foreman guarantee on, you will not see Kyle Shanahan run the ball less than six times. So you'll see yeah, his um, best weapon, CMC, involved heavy early often. Even Debo will probably run the ball a bunch. Yeah, against like what Taz has been saying for weeks, 28th ranked run defense. Yeah. I think the over under for a CMC's yards is 90 to start. So Oof. I'm taking the the overall receiving and rushing prop of 100 over. Yeah. Yeah, over. I'm the over like, on that. You have to do it, man. Like CMC will catch six balls. Six, yeah. I mean, I think he kind of has to with this like yep. um Yeah, and they were here both teams are here what was it 4 years ago? Yeah. Was it, it four? Was, Jeez, yeah, time flies. Because after that was Bucks, Rams, and then KC. 
Wow. Yeah. So yeah, they were they were here four years ago. So when us a nice little rematch here. Um in the bigger news, Usher is the halftime show. <laughs> um, we've had a lot of back and forth in our group chats about if they'll if we like Usher or not. I do. You've been um, listening to Usher for three straight days. Usher for th- three straight days, along with uh, Rise Against, Third Is Grace, <laughs> and Bringing Benjamin. Quite the collaboration there. Um, I'm excited. I'm more excited that Swift will be there. <laughs> will she be out there at some point? No. Probably not. But no. you know that everyone you have to talk about this for the next the week thing. and a half. If you have Taylor Swift playing the Super Bowl, or you have any plan to play her in the Super Bowl, you advertise the shit out of that because you will have just Swifties across the country tuning in mm-hmm. to boost your ratings for the at least the entire first half just to make sure they don't miss any Taylor Swift, you know, shots of her getting ready out back. Yeah. Like you can't you don't just pop a surprise in. I think it's more likely that Usher brings out like Lil John and Ludacris in a surprise yeah performance. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and you can kind of low key do that. It's like a nice pop when they show yeah. up and both you don't do a nice pop with Taylor Swift. She's the main attraction. If she goes out there, Usher is the nice pop. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would so, say like if she goes out there, Usher's like, What the fuck, man? Like I haven't, yeah. I haven't been like a headline in like ten and years. For all for all the things I've said about Usher this week and that I'm just not a fan of a, a lot of his music. He puts on a good show, a great yeah. dancer, uh, you know, great live performance from what I hear. Um, you know, obviously he put out some electric music videos in our childhood, like probably one of the most viewed music videos of all time across a, a handful of his actual songs. And I do expect him to put on a good show. People will probably love it. All my entire point where this all begins, I just don't like his music. It's not, really, it's not my style because like you said, Instead of listening to Usher in uh, high school, I was listening to Breaking Benjamin, Rise Against. Like I was busy yeah. in a completely well, like, different genre of music. Usher was more like a like a middle school middle thing. School, yeah. Like you like yeah, yeah when you was like oh like you like these songs I'm like that to me is like new Usher. Like yeah, it's like new Usher to me. <laughs> I'm I'm used to like you got a bad man like like this girl hasn't hasn't AM me back. I'm listening to Usher. Like I'm sad. Listen, but here's cheer, my but cheer me up. I was always a neo guy. <laughs> They're too similar. Neo was high school, so I'll give you. Yeah. You know, you transition. I, I, I like Neo too. Again, okay, you, you, you. Like, uh, I was so lame. <laughs> Doesn't love me. Yeah, I mean, well, Neo again, answer. you were getting all sad listening to your Usher. I was getting all sad slicing my wrist open listening to <laughs> <Neo>. Charlotte. <laughs> Good, show, yeah. Simple plan. Times change. Oh, dude, times don't change. I still listen to it every day. It's awesome. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, get the, fired up. That uh, breaking. Benjamin suggestion was uh on fire. Oh, dude! Breaking Benjamin is so good, dude. Freaking love Breaking Benjamin. Now this is going to be a new Breaking Benjamin podcast. I love it. Let's do it, man. <laughs> I saw him live once. Nice. And that's more it. times than I've seen him live. Actually, I don't. I think I don't oh, remember seeing him. They don't tour anymore. I don't think. Oh, damn it! All right, time machine. All right, bye. All right, <laughs> as always. No. No. Um, so we'll have a. I'm gonna have that. Um, mock draft probably done within mm-hmm. the next week and a half, which will be out viewable. Um, I guess maybe two weeks because I gotta I gotta at least wait for the Super Bowl to drop. So, um, that'll be out on the website as we head towards more draft stuff starting to break. We'll have combine stuff, all that, all the stuff that we enjoy doing. Head coach carousel once that's completed and every coach has found a home, we'll have that out for you. 
Uh, I know Craig said he was working on that, so he should be done that anytime now, I would assume. And uh, I think that's really it for now. I guess we'll be back. We'll reconvene before the Super Bowl. Like Scott said, we'll be on Radio Row, TSF, definitely credentialed. We'll be there uh, interviewing players. And uh, I'll probably go meet Taylor Swift. Steal her away from Travis. All right. Thank you, guys. Stay fluid. Top Shell Fantasy. Stay fluid.